Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, welcome back, Holy Spirit Feed listeners. We are going to start a bit of a growth series Uh, And today's going to be kind of a foundation for our need, our biblical directive, to continue to grow in maturity in Christ. And I've titled today's episode, In It, Not Of It. We're going to start off with Jeremiah 23, 14. And among the prophets of Jerusalem, I have seen something horrible. They commit adultery and live a lie. They strengthen the hands of evildoers so that not one of them turns from their wickedness. They are all like Sodom to me. The people of Jerusalem are like Gomorrah. Okay, so it talks in there about strengthening the hands of the evil doers. You know, if I do nothing, if I say nothing when evil is present, I strengthen the hands of evil. No, I cannot do that. As believers, we really cannot be okay with that. And we won't repent if we don't think that we need to. So let's not strengthen evil. Let's strengthen good. If we turn away from evil, like if we just ignore it, we actually become prey to it. You know, there's subtle things in our society that slowly chip away at us. It's a slow fade. Recently, I was listening to a message by Chris Valentin, and he said, this is about holding to God's standard so that people know right from wrong. And I believe that really speaks to this and our need to continue growing into maturity in Christ. Jesus said himself in Matthew 10, 34, he said, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. In Luke 12, verse 49, it's the same portion of scripture, but a different gospel. Jesus said, I have come to set the world on fire, and I wish it were already burning. Now, I know that might step on some toes, so this message might do that. We're going to spend some time evaluating ourselves, our activities. This is not self-help. It's not finding our own truth. We're finding the only truth, Jesus, together as a body. We're going to be welcoming truth, even if it steps on our toes, our choices, our preferences, our feelings. Iron sharpens iron. Together, as a family, as the body of Christ, we take scripture and we apply it to our personal lives, the things we take part in. So I just pray that there will be no spirit of offense taken here, no place for offense to land in our lives, but only truth and revelation. So to preface this, our main scripture is going to be in John 17. And Jesus was washing the disciples' feet, and he was preaching some really good stuff about, you know, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he says, take heart, I have overcome the world. That's all in John 16. And then in John 17, he starts to pray. And we're going to read verses 9 through 19. He says, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, 
that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost, except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they may also be sanctified in truth. So I just want to clarify, sanctified, just remember, it means set apart, to look different, to be holy. All right, so that was a longer passage. You guys did great. You hung in there. Let's just talk about this for a moment. Verse 14, he says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And then in 16, he says, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. It's important if he repeated it. Amen. And then in 18, it says, as you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. So we are in it, but we are not of it. Every decision we make reveals whether we know and have fully believed those last couple of verses. Are you just going with the flow of the world? Whatever crazy option comes up on social media or whatever else, are you just going to jump in and do it without consulting the Lord and checking the spirit behind it? What type of spirit is motivating it? That's what we're going to be talking about today. There are so many opportunities to do things in our world today, to be a part of groups and clubs and conversations in person, online, whatever, just all kinds of options. And are we recognizing that we are in it, but not of it? We are here not to acclimate and become like this world, but to bring what is from another world to this one. I recently invited my almost 80-year-old mom to a movie, and it had older women in it, so I thought it would be fine. I thought she'd like it. Well, it really wasn't okay. It wasn't fine. Um, They wound up like taking the Lord's name in vain and kind of glorifying sex out of wedlock. And some would say, well, hey, that was a cute movie. It was about a bunch of older ladies having fun. But not really. You know, if you check the spirit behind it, there was blasphemy and immorality, just like an unclean spirit. But sometimes as believers, we just sort of watch whatever in the name of entertainment, and we don't even really give it a second thought. This is really about evaluating our life periodically, taking the time to look at our actions. You know, we say, oh, I realize I agree with the word. I'm in the world. I'm not of it. But then my lifestyle, my actions say something totally different. The biggest enemy of a disciple of Jesus kind of lifestyle, you know, walking in purity and holiness and love, the enemy of that is not always walking in impurity and evil. The enemy of that is thinking that you are walking in a holy lifestyle when you aren't. It's being a counterfeit and thinking you're the real deal 
when you're actually following the world, because we won't change if we are oblivious to the fact that we need to. Am I saying, you know, that you're going to hell if you liked the movie? No. (laughs) I'm sure they were, you know, great actors. The movie was done well as far as movies go, I guess. Like, the scenery was beautiful. It was very entertaining. As far as that word entertaining or entertainment, I actually took the time to look up the definition one time. I was studying some other subject. And one of the definitions of entertainment came up as to do nothing. And, you know, I mean, yes, at times we need to unplug, amen? Like we need to rest. But our nature is to be laborers, workers in the kingdom. Remember the word says, the harvest is plentiful. Pray for the workers, not the do-nothingers, amen? (laughs) You know, my point is the spirit behind the movie was just not good. And in hindsight, I probably had no business going to see that movie. If I would have been listening to the Lord and discerned the spirit behind it, that would have been the best choice to just opt out and see something else. Another example of things that are in the world that seem good at first, but then later you're like, nope. There was an opportunity uh, on Facebook to get involved with a project having to do with some of the students from our local school and to sort of give gifts and monetary gifts. And at first I thought, oh, that's great, you know, giving like underprivileged and low-income kids who just need some extra help, extra money and things like that. But then I realized like it wasn't about that. It was something else. So I just opted out and I moved on. Well, I just kept hearing more and more about this, hearing from other people. It just sort of became a huge thing. So I finally stopped and I asked the Lord, I was like, why does this keep coming up? What's going on? Why do I feel like I shouldn't participate with this? And I even felt like put off by it. And all these people, they're into it, but something seemed off about this. So I was like, Lord, what's happening with this thing? And he clearly said, it started good. But now it has morphed into a spirit of gluttony. You know, I thought, well, that's interesting. And we often think about that word gluttony, at least I do, and I think about food. But listen to this definition, gluttony, habitual greed or excess in eating. So habitual as in it keeps happening when it seems like it's not supposed to. My point here as believers, my point in sharing this is that disciples of Jesus, we need to decipher, to distinguish between spirits and not just go with whatever is happening in the world or on social media without taking it to the Lord first. Acts 16, 16 through 18. This is Paul and Silas. We're just going to go to the Bible and look at some examples of what we're talking about today, discerning of spirits. In verse 16, it says, one day, As they were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. Okay, so what was happening here? Paul knew she had a spirit of divination. 
and he shut it down. She was saying the right stuff. That was true, right? But with the wrong spirit motivating it. In Luke 9, Jesus and the disciples were heading into a Samaritan village, and the village would not welcome them. And in verse 54, it says, And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Okay, the sons of thunder, James and John. Come on, you gotta love them. (laughs) So Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. And I'm telling you, if we aren't careful to stay, abide in the vine, we will wind up involved in this same kind of wrong stuff. Things that are motivated and empowered by the demonic. I'm going to challenge us here. I'm here to do just that, to equip the body of Christ. And can I go as far as to say that if you aren't discerning spirits now, then you need to be soon to survive in this world that you are in and not be consumed. You know, you're on the right track by listening to podcasts, getting the word in, getting equipped, spending time hearing God and responding. I love it. If you weren't on the right track, you wouldn't be listening to this. So be encouraged. Hey, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. But I do want to let you know there's going to be a part two of this in it and not of it. So there'll be another episode coming down the pipeline shortly. So please come back and join me for that. We'll see you next time. 